Hi, I'm Carrie Adams and you're listening to Carrie's Corner. Here we talk to the movers and shakers, the drinkers, the dreamers, the people who make it happen in the liquor industry around the world. So, let's get sipping. Hello, everybody. Today, I have got Peter Bardenhorst in my studio with me, and he's famous. And you're going to find out why he's famous. I think he's particularly famous because I tasted some of the wines last night from the new launch of the Niederberg um, Heritage Heroes, which we're going to be speaking about. But we're talking about that and a million other things to do with Peter Bardenhorst. Hi, thank you so much for joining me on Carrie's Corner. Thank you, Carrie. It's an absolute honor to be on your show. It's um, looking forward to having a nice time with you. We are definitely going to have a nice time. Well, as I said, the reason that I wanted to be in touch with you is because I was sent a box of three wines that have been released for the new Heritage Heroes Vintage. Um, and I'm not sure that everybody knows about Heritage Heroes, to be perfectly honest. So we're going to do that as a as a main sort of thrust. But before we go there, I want you to tell everybody a little bit about Peter Badenhorst and who he is, because I know you as the white winemaker at Niederberg. I, um, sure, I grew up in a small town called Tilbach, and uh, my parents moved there when I was three years old and surrounded by vineyards and having the opportunity to taste fermenting wine when I was still a small kid um, afforded me or sort of got me into the, the the wine industry and the fact that a yeast cell that is about microsop- microscopically small has the ability to take grape juice and turn it into wine absolutely fascinated me and mm-hmm. and all the byproducts and and everything so that sort of trickled my um, my interest, so I decided to go study winemaking at the Stellenbosch University. Spent four years there, uh, BSc Viticulture and Enology, and um, I was again very fortunate to straight from university applied for <coughs> the position of winemaker or assistant winemaker at Niederberg, which I got. Um, was pretty special. I worked. <clears throat> I worked with um, amazing people there: Razvan Machic, Andrea Freebro. Oh, he's Ilina. such a good friend of mine. He's an amazing oh, yeah. man, and I think making some superb wines in Europe at this stage of the game, and here he's oh, back definitely. here making wine here as well, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yes. No. Um, so yeah, I that's just... so obviously that's that's my career, but. Um, and, and I'll tell you a bit more about it, but um, on a personal level, um, during my studies, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I did exceptionally well in my first and second year. I'm not not um, uh, shy about, about calling it, but in the beginning of my third year, I met a lady called Lisa, and oh. my study, my, my points or my marks went downward, but my life experience went up. And I ended up dating her and I ended up marrying Lisa in 2004. Um, Our son, Stefan, was born in 2007. And then our daughter, Isabella, was born in 2011. Um, She is. I believe that. 
I believe that Isabella's got COVID as we speak. That's correct, yeah. So I am literally working from home, um, hence, and then it's just after three and I've got a glass of wine in my in my hand because I can. When I work from home, nobody's there to make, uh, <laughs> to stop me from drinking. Well, that sounds like but a she's feeling wine heart. I mean, why not open a bottle <laughs> but, of wine at three o'clock in the afternoon? That's what we're here for. <laughs> but no, no, no. I, I, yeah, okay, I don't. It's, I make it sound like I do this every day. It's just because of the interview, and I, I thought I can't talk about wine without sipping wine. It, it's the right thing to do. Can't. Just sorry, back to Isabella. She's doing very well. She's back to her old self, but she, uh, well, we all have to isolate. So, um, and as you will notice, I do talk a lot, but it's only because. When I get the opportunity to talk to people like you and on a work level, I go all out because when it's Isabella's Good. turn, I don't get a chance. <laughs> okay, so she's just like her daddy, is she? <laughs> on, on steroids, Peter? yes. Yes. So, as I said, I received a beautifully packaged box of these three new releases of the Heritage Heroes. The, the history of Heritage Heroes is... Is easy enough. It's a collection of of wines that Niederberg put out. I think they've been coming out for gosh, ten years, fifteen years. I can't remember when the it's first lot exactly, was. Maybe not that exactly long. Exactly ten. No, exactly yeah. ten years. We launched the first, first done, time launching twenty twelve. Yes, and it was done really historically to to honour some of the unbelievable winemaking legends. Um, that have gone through Niederberg and Factor Still over the many, many years. I mean, if we have a look at a property that is celebrating somewhere around about 230 years of That's existence correct. this year, um, yes. it's quite extraordinary. And it has fed the nation and many, many countries overseas as well with unbelievably good quality wine. And, of course, these heritage heroes are – Premium, premium. All the wines that come out of Distel are fantastic. But these Niederberg yes. Heritage Heroes are perfect. And there are three of them. Tell us about them. Okay, well, um, yeah, thank you for the compliments. Um, like you said, we are 230 years old. But um, if you allow me, I actually want to quote um, our marketing um, brand manager, Marguerite, uh, who who specifically said, just remember, we are not 230 years old. We are 230 years wise. And I really, really enjoyed that as a statement. We are not, we're not old. We're just wise. So, um, yeah, back to the, to the heritage hero. So, um, number one is, uh, is our anchorman, Shannon Blanc. Um, anchorman referring to Mr. Um, uh, Johan Grauer, where um, he, yeah, um, he it's used to. Well, he, I mean, he was, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was the. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm lying. Sorry, the founder, Philippus Wolfart. I'm sorry, Philippus Wolfart, who bought the farm in 1791. So for us, that he's really the anchor of of Niederberg and where it all started. Um, and he started planting vines, including Chenin Blanc. So it was a, uh, it was. Um, it was a no-brainer for us to um, to call our our, our uh, Shannon Blanc after after our anchor, Mr. Philippus Wolfart. Tell us about the Shannon Blanc vineyards because I think they're quite 
um, are they heritage vineyards? Um, yes, the, the the ones we use for currently for the for our Chenin Blanc, they are thirty six and um, thirty eight years old to be precise, um, and yeah, so they are officially um, part of the old wine Chenin uh, movement, and we're very yes. so. When, when we make wines at Niederberg, we really try and be sustainable and and go and, and, and make sure that we are, have good building blocks and good raw materials. And one way of doing it is looking after older vintages or older vin, uh, vineyards. Yes. And, um, so, yes. and, and it's proving and the, the concentration that you get from these blocks are just unbelievable. They are full. They are they just make some of the best, best wines. I would imagine that those vineyards would be in the Paul region, are they? Uh, two. No, 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 no. Um, one is, well, one is Achterpaal and the other one is um, is a Swartland vineyard. So we go out, we went oh, out okay. and found some of the best best ones that we could. Unfortunately, not on the farm Niederberg itself, but um, not too far away. One in Achterpaal and one okay. um, just a little bit. And then give us a little bit of lowdown on the vinification of it, because I know that they are puffed and blown over. They're very special babies. I know that it's all hand-picked, hand-done. Take us through yes. a little bit of the of the love that goes into these wines. Yes, oh, no, for sure. Um, so this is – I always love bringing people to Niederberg when – and they see – there's no lying. It's a it's a big property. It's it's a big seller, mm. um, and we do produce some some pretty big volumes, but we have the capability on doing small scale wines like there's no tomorrow. We we still harvest those wines in in smaller crates, um, offload by hand. They go through. Um, we whole bunch press uh, um, some of them or, or, or some of the components. Um, and then these these uh, the specific wine was fermented in both 300 and 500 liter oak barrels and a combination of new uh, second third and fourth folds also a tank portion and then we fold some amphora um amphoras okay. with, with this so the, call it the four building blocks the small barrels bigger barrels tank uh, fermented and amphoras just to give you those building blocks and we could play with those different building blocks in in ratios or and just find and because we had two different vineyards involved you can just imagine how much play we had to to eventually yeah. put this wine together yeah i'm sure so what vintage are we talking about that's just been released because you uh the 2020 so, um, the 2020 yeah and but um yes so we've we've got the 2020 uh, and but it's a small volume, so we basically almost uh, done and and ready to go over to the twenty twenty one. Twenty one, yeah. And then Peter, yes. we've got what should we talk about next? The the Rhone or the Bordeaux style? Yes. I love them both. No, I let's, tasted let's... the I tasted the <laughs> Bordeaux style blend last night. In fact. Um, I yeah. opened it, I had my brother to stay and we were having a special uh -huh. dinner and I said I had to taste these wines because I knew that you and I were going to be doing our Punch and Judy show today yeah. and I wanted to to be able to speak to you about the quality of this wine and it is extraordinary. I mean, it's 
It's a very tough, powerful tough one. Job. It's a very big one. Um, but at the same time, I think you've built it to last, uh, but it's still yes. elegant enough to drink now. Um, it's yes. called the uh, Brewmaster Bordeaux style, and it's and it's named after Johann. This one is named after Johann Grau, I think, or made in honor yes. of Johann Grau, yes. who, who really has, he left so. us with so many unbelievable messages and lessons in the winemaking process. Tell us a bit more about the Brewmaster. Yeah, like you said, this is um, named after Jan Grauer. He was one of the former owners of, of Niederberg. He bought the farm in 1937. and But back in um, Germany, he was the co-owner of a big um, leading brewery. Uh, so from there, the, yes. the Brewmaster name. Um, but I mean, he 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 was part and partial of the people who, who um, helped us introduce uh, into the wine South African wine industry clonal selection to identify the top yes. performing um, vines. So that was part that um, he he was involved in that, and in the, he brought cold fermentation um, into the wine industry yes. as well. So we we really I mean these are people worth honouring. Um, you mentioned like the I mean the wines are. Are, are built to last, but they're also almost drinkable now and elegant and and soft. And I think that that it all boils down to to harvest dates and optimum the the good old world a word we use in the wine industry of optimal ripeness. Um, and yes. that's where you, you don't just look at numbers. You don't just look at the sugar and the acid balance and the the pH and those things, you literally go into the vineyards and you taste. And you yeah, taste it's and you taste. taste. That's what we do. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. tongue tip taste. And you taste the grapes well, and you crush the pips and you make sure that it is really phenolically ripe. And only then yeah. you harvest. And you, you, you're not working with green, unripe tannins. You're working with ripe tannins that has the ability to, um, I mean, it's drinkable now, but it's firm. Tannins, and you start building on that with adding a bit of obviously going to barrel and all those things, and then you then you end up with a wine that's full of fruit, ripe, and and it just ticks all the boxes. Well, I was interested. Um, firstly, I I love the um, the aromatics and and the mouth feel that I got the the flavor on 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 entry. My brother loved. The finish and the lingering—it's—it's very—it's like suede. It's—it's it's terribly soft, um, but yes. but textured enough for you to know that you're drinking a powerful wine. But I was interested yeah. that you've used both French and American oak. Why? Why both? Um, I, I, building blocks, Kerry. It's it's mm. it's just. Yeah. If I can put this, you do need to realize that when we put Cabernet in barrel, we put lots of Cabernet in barrel. And, and as yes. for the Merlots and, and all the cultivars. And we, it's a screening process afterwards. And it's not done on, yeah, well, we, it's not, it's a blind um, screening. We don't know what barrels we are tasting. We we literally just number them one to twenty or one to sorry, hundred and twenty, and we start yeah. start tasting through them. Yeah. And it's whatever is in the in the in the sample and on the on the table in the, at the day. And if it happens to be an American barrel, then so be and it. That's what um, it is. 
Yeah, yeah. It is. And it's and, and you getting all those different um, barrel types. And believe me, we work with basically all, all of the barrel suppliers out there. And um, so it, it's just complexity in, um, from, from using all those different barrels, including yes. French and, and Well, American. I remember... I remember one year, uh, Rosvan invited me down to the Cape. Oh, gosh, I suppose about 10 years ago. Um, okay. Maybe not Maybe not that long ago. Just before he left, in fact. When did Rosvan leave Niederberg? Yeah, um, or Distel? It's, it's um, been almost, yeah. It's been almost yeah, uh, it's about nine, that. eight years. Anyway, that's immaterial. And he invited me down to do some blending and tasting and carrying on in the wow. cellar. And I was completely, I was completely in awe of what you boys do down there because I always say mm. it's it's easy, or relatively easy, to make one tray of scones, but when somebody asks you to make four hundred and fifty thousand scones for the school fete, only one tray actually comes yeah. out nicely, and the rest of them are completely inedible. It's not so easy to produce massive quantities of high quality wine the way you do. And if everybody could yeah. realize, and maybe you can take us through some of that that testing and tasting that you do do, but the permutations are endless because at Niederberg yes. you have got millions of liters of juice to go through. So you could put a million different permutations into one tank that you end up bottling or one barrel that you end yes. up bottling. How many people do you put on your tasting panels to get these end results right, or do you do it by yourself? <laughs> are, you, are you asking for a for, for a spot? There's there's space for you. No, no, okay, it's, no I'm it's, definitely going to come again. <laughs> you are year by formally invited. <laughs> it's on record. Please come and visit. Let's just talk about a date and you're there. And we will I'm take you through a barrel tasting specifically. Mm. Now, um, it's. How many people on the panel? Uh, it's typically three people, minimum, or yeah, yeah. Would, which would be our cellar manager, um, Samuel. And depending on the wine, now you, right at the beginning, you introduced me as the white wine maker. So let's just—I'm the maker of white wines. So I, I, mm. I <laughs> focus on on the whites uh, rather than the entire package. Just makes it a little bit more focused. Um, so we've got a, a red winemaker as well, Zanashka. But so yes. if we are tasting for the Cabernet, it would be Samuel, um, our red winemaker, Zanashka, and the, um, our assistant red winemaker, uh, Emilia. The three of them would be in the room and they would taste through those samples it's all, and it's always a. It's a nice thing re, being an odd number because um, there's never a. Yeah. If it's is it in or out? This it's always um, an uneven yes. number. There will always <laughs> be a, a winner do, yeah. if it if it makes sense. So um, yeah, three yes. minimum. But what we try and do is uh, we've got um, um I, I spoke about Andrea Freebra. She was um, she's the lady that appointed me uh, at Niederberg first time. She's also the lady who appointed me at Bergkelder for Fleur de Cup. And guess what? Um, when I moved back to Niederberg, she was the lady who got me back to Niederberg. Oh, wow. And is, <laughs> so, um, is Andrea still there? Because she was 
sort of the top potato. She oversaw everything and everybody at Distill, didn't she? That's correct. Like yeah, no, no, you're right. So yeah. she's the chief winemaker for Distel. So we will invite yes. Andrea to these kinds of tastings just to get an um, another opinion. And and I don't know if you've heard of the word um, cellar palate, where if you just keep yes. on tasting your own wines over and over, you you start you are losing focus almost. So one of so we as winemakers obviously make sure we we taste a lot of other wines go to the wine nexus. We also um, try and taste as many other wines as we can. And yes. But bringing some, somebody uh, who was not involved in the making and somebody neutral, um, if I can call it that, not that she's neutral at yeah. all, and she's got everything bested and, and she's a, a long-standing uh, Niederberg uh, employee for many, many years, but yes. as neutral as they get. Getting Andrea there to taste yeah. with us also helps a lot. Yes. No, I think it's it's essential. Well, the brewmaster was absolutely beautiful. I highly recommend it if anybody can can get their hands on it because, as you say, these wines are produced in small quantities and they are not very, very readily available. But um, I'm sure they've only just been launched, so I'm sure that there's still some available. We then moved on to the motorcycle marvel and i don't know the story behind the motorcycle mar uh, marvel but i know that it has something to do with gunter brosel who is a, another legend in the south african wine yes. sort of you know oh my word you know i um yeah gunter is all of 88 years old currently and um he he came to the cellar um, now in vintage, and um, he just popped in, and he he just said he wanted to come and visit us, and we walked him through the cellar, and I actually got a selfie myself, Samuel and Gunter. We we took a selfie, and I treasure that that sel selfie. I wish I could. I'm actually going to try and sh uh, share it with you afterwards. I'm going to say, but find it's one, it's it one and put my, it up on the screen. I will. I will. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it, and I'll I'll show you. But he's, a, he's an absolute legend. I mean, he oh, he's one world winemaker of, of the year and South Africa winemaker oh, of the yeah. year. He introduced, or he started the Nobles. He started the Niederberg auction, and the list goes on and on. And um, so he used to, um, I mean, he was very fond of his uh, motorcycles, but he had a little, um, not a little, a 250cc um, BSA. It's one of those... Um, uh, Birmingham oh, small oh, arms, yeah. yes, British little um, uh, motorcycles, and he used to drive through the vineyards to to just see if everything is is okay in the vineyards, and then turn back and come to the cellar to to shout orders to the cellar people. Yeah, so I, I mean, he, he was I very fond of his well. Yeah, mm. it's a fantastic tribute to him, and of course, I am a very big proponent of putting the right grapes in the right soils in the right places oh, and yeah. the right climates. And I, I think that I think that some of the best red wines that are coming out of South Africa at the moment are actually some of these Rhone style blends because because those grape varieties are doing particularly well in our climate. And in this motorcycle yes. marvel we've got Carignan, we've got Shiraz, we've got Grenache. Um, I don't know what else you've got. I think maybe some Mouverde in there as well. 
But they're all those Rhone varieties and they've been put into this bottle and shaken about and the result is just delicious. Tell us about it. Yeah, yeah um, like, like you said, it's Carignan, about 44%. Um, the Shiraz, 41%. So they definitely the two leading cultivars. And then um, about 11% Grenache and 4% uh, Mouvedre. So, yeah, it, it's... <laughs> I I almost... It, you do not... I don't think people grasp the amount of... Um, Different areas that we can that we get our grapes from. I mean, we we all we go mm. uh, all up in the Swartland and numerous areas, Darling, Malmesbury, different blocks, different farmers, different slopes. Uh, you come back Philadelphia, uh, in and around Paul, in and around Stellenbosch, every single valley, Nukruk. Uh, you go up Halswerk. Um, yeah, Halswerk. No, no, sorry, Halswerk. Um, yeah, and and Simon's uh, Simonsburg, sorry, the mountain, um, and Elgin, Sierras, Robertson, all these areas we would get grapes from from all over those those areas, and this is again the the amount of play we have to get some of the best Carignan in South Africa, some of the best Shiraz. Some of the best Grenache, and I'm going to say one more, the best Mouvedre in, in the country. And you get to play with, with them and put them in barrel. And I, I'm going to go back to the fact that it's not a small cellar. We're not a little yeah. um, one-man show. One it's, man it's a massive setup. <laughs> but, but, but we do still crush Mouvedre in a little one-and-a-half-ton tub punched down by hand, um, pressed afterwards in a small basket press. You would laugh if you see these this equipment dwarfed by all the other tanks we have. Yes. And and people are like, wait a minute, it doesn't it doesn't marry, but it does. Um, if you if you yeah. get to play with these small scale wines, and I see it it's you know winemakers, we are pretty ego driven. So if you win the awards with these wines, it's um it's awesome. It it really boosts your ego. So we, we bring these four cultivars uh, in and again, not just one little bunch of uh, a batch of each, uh, multiple batches, and then you get to play and you get to work with the, um, different barrels, different percentages of, do, do are you going to go 44% um, Carignan? You could have, might as well gone with 50. Why not? But believe me, yeah, we've made yeah. up Different blends in a, in a laboratory scale um, exercise, tasted those different uh, or, or, or proposals and come out with the, with the winning one. Yes, I'm sure that you spend a lot of time. It's very evident when you taste what's coming out of the bottle. Um, if I were to ask you, do you have a favorite heritage hero? Is that a fair question to ask you? <laughs> no, it's not. I, I need to fit. <laughs> well, just I'm, tell us one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I think I you might, I think you might no. say Shannon. I think you might say it's Shannon. Gonna be the Shannon. Um, it's going to be the Shannon. It's going to be the Shannon. A bigger hand in the Shannon than, than in the other two. I was in the room. I They invite me. They show me what they do. But I'm not um, I'm not execution on those two wines. Um 
Like I said, you, you asked about who's in the room. So obviously, like I said, it'll be the cellar manager, the winemaker, and the assistant winemaker. Um, but it's it's still, it gets to a point where, and what I love about our, our, our team is Samuel will, will get to a point where, okay, Peter, you need to execute, buddy. You make the call. And um, obviously, we've, we've gotten to this it can't go wrong from this point where, where we've screened and, and done a few things. But yeah. if it's touch and go, he will leave me and, and I can I can follow my and just add that last last bit of love and attention yeah. and, and make sure that it gets into the bottle. Well, Peter, the wines are completely extraordinary. I'm very privileged to have been sent some to taste. I'm even more privileged to have spent 35 or 40 minutes chatting to you. And I know that in a couple of years' time, there's going to be a heritage hero in honor of Peter Badenhorst, I'm sure, because you are <laughs> one, part of the furniture at Niederberg. One you day. Definitely one will day. Be. You definitely will be. And hopefully next year I'll be sitting in that room with you telling you whether I think you should put an extra percentage of Grenache in or not. But that and that's oh that's, you, that's what we do. I promise you. I, I promise you. See, that's that's I'm I'm sure yeah. Uh, that's me, Samuel. There we are. He just he, just, he looked away ab- just as he was about to take the photo. But we, I mean, you know, it's Gunter. Everybody knows it's Gunter. You can so that see was, it's that was special. He yeah. was so famous for the for the sticky wines as well. Are you are you in charge of making all those beautiful stickies that I could just die for? True. True story. Myself and between me and Jamie, um, my my assistant, we are really. It's it's something that again, it's like it's holy. It's holy. You, you almost take off your shoes when oh, for you're goodness walking sake, around. We pray. We back. pray to the bottles of Edel. Yeah, Edel before we drink them. Feel you're on holy ground. Yeah. When when we absolutely. when we involved with these noble life harvests and and it's a. It's an unbelievably difficult wine to make. It is so, so labor-intensive and so many things that can go wrong. But, damn, if you get it right, you bottle it. No, there's nothing better. There's nothing better on planet Earth. When you take your first sip of that Niederberg Edelkir, you absolutely know that there's a higher power. You have to know that yeah. there is one. It's just delicious, beautiful it, it stuff. Starts, it starts slowing think, down. Do you know what I think we should do one day? Because it was, it's, it is certainly still, for me, one of the best and most famous wines that has ever come out of South Africa. But I think maybe one day I'm going to discuss with you, we're going to do an online tasting for some of our viewers and, and listeners and we're going to taste some of those sticky wines online. Maybe when I come down to the farm, we'll do that. Because I think the whole we'll world open needs you. to we know will about open those some wines. Of those yeah. The world needs to know about them. They're extraordinary and they are, they are so cheap compared to what you pay for, it, for those kind of wines anywhere else in the world. They're just extraordinary. Yeah. And I think that maybe what we need to do, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell the powers that be at Distel that we're going to make a, her- a heritage hero for you out of a sticky wine. What, what about that? Eh? <laughs> don't tease Peter, me. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for your me. time. 
Thank you. you have been Thank amazing. I'm not brilliant. teasing you. I'm telling you for sure, sure, that's what I think we should do. I'm going to speak to, um, well, leave it to me. I'll go and speak to somebody. We'll make a plan. But <laughs> I do believe that that's what we should be doing. It's been a privilege talking to you. Your wines are gorgeous. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so and much. we're going to send this out. Hopefully, hundreds of thousands of people listen and pop out there and buy these gorgeous wines that you're making. Thank you. They they are available. Like you said, um, they are are rare, but um, it doesn't mean you don't don't try. At least go to the Vinotech, www.vinotech.co.za. You yeah. will you will find some of them. The even some of the older yeah. vintages. Please please go on that website, Vinotech, and go and find these beautiful gems. Brilliant, Peter. Thank you so much. Best of everything, I hope that little Isabella gets completely better in a great big hurry. And until we speak again, thanks a million. Thank you, Carrie. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye.